Hello, hello. Welcome back for another week of the Max Potential Habits podcast. Today, we are here with founder and host of American Real TV and the co-founder of Innovate University. This is a really exciting conversation because we're going to talk about tools to get ahead in business fast. Roger is someone I met on LinkedIn, and we had a really powerful conversation around networking, podcasting, book writing, and online courses to help you advance your business. And he is someone who pivots fast to make sure that his business is growing and he helps other people do the same. Uh, Again, he's the host of the American Real TV show. He is, I love this part of your bio, Roger. You say that your mission is to raise global consciousness by interviewing world-class guests and guests and empowering others through the essence of story. Oh, love that. So we're gonna have an incredible conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Dr. Amanda. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, awesome. Okay, I, you are like, all the things that you're talking about are the things that I love. Books, podcasting, and online courses. I'm like, okay, yeah, we are gonna have a powerful conversation. And I know that a lot of the people listening our entrepreneurs, um, they want ways to expand their business to scale and grow. So first, before we dig deep into all that, I want to know your history. Share with us how you got where you are in your American Real show and what inspired you to start on that journey. Sure, absolutely. So actually coming up on uh, three years of having American Real, and it really spun out of a conversation with friends. I was invited to someone, uh, a good friend's house for uh, just a brainstorming session. It was all a bunch of guys and, and we wanted to create something of valuable content for people. And we didn't know what it was. So one of my friends threw out the idea of, of launching a podcast. And I had been watching and listening to London Reel at the time, which is hosted by Brian Rose. And I just always really connected with that because ever since I was a kid, I I always had a passion for video. I think I really miss my calling and uh, that being one of the things I would have loved to have done as a career, whether it would be a producer or a director or somehow involved with media or television or movies. So um, anyway, I, I really connected with the idea of launching a podcast. So as time went on, a couple of us met again and again, and I was really the only one that stuck to it uh, with this idea of wanting to start a podcast. So I started researching it. And now this is going back almost four years ago. So it wasn't as popular as it is today. Uh, But anyway, a long story short, I received an email from Brian Rose. I was on his email list saying that he was starting an online course about how to podcast called Broadcast Yourself. Nice. So I researched that um, and it wasn't cheap. It was an investment for sure, but it was an investment I knew into my future because I wanted to do it right. So it was an eight week course. I took it very, very serious. And at the end of the eight weeks, you come out with this you know, amazing uh, piece of technology that you learned along the way. So it was very, I don't know, inspirational, but also rewarding that you're able to take something from start to finish in, in a short period of time, eight weeks. Um, and then the, the, a couple of wonderful things happen. Number one, Brian Rose has this offer that anyone that takes his course can use the real branding. Mm-hmm. And I asked him if I could call it American Real. And he said, geez, we've never allowed anyone to do a whole country. 
but he says as long as you you know agree to do a high quality show you could use you could use nice. that. So we did that and then the second wonderful thing that happened was he chooses one person in his class per year to interview him in london and on our last zoom call like this in front of about 60 people he asked me to come to london to interview him so that was just it was just incredible and 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 it really gave me a lot of momentum to start the show so that's the long story short how it came to be i'm a i was in corporate america my entire career so the first 30 years of my of my working i just turned 50 last year i you know i was in the typical sales business development world um, but uh, i got interested in books and things like that so I'm sure we'll talk about that, but that's how the podcast came to be. Yeah. Wow. What did you do in corporate America? I'm curious. Well, I was fortunate that um, from, a, from, I think I was 24 when I started working with my now brother-in-law, uh, Ray Stanton. He and his father started a family-owned business that was a competitor to the entertainment book. So we've all seen those entertainment coupon books that the kids sell as a fundraiser. Yeah, uh, they had a competitive product of that. It was called okay. Dynamate at the time. So uh, I got in early on. There, we grew the company uh, from I think four cities to forty cities in in a couple of years. And I really got to learn the ins and outs not only of a business but an entrepreneurial business, where you wear a lot of hats and mm-hmm. you know you don't have a nine to five job. So I I was doing that since my early twenties. And I worked with the Stanton family for many years. And then we got into technology that the first company was sold. Uh, Then they started a second company uh, that was more technology with loyalty and reward programs. So, you know, my, my trajectory of my, of my career went into a whole different direction. So now I had to learn technology and then we got into um, payments and mobile and all these different technologies. So, my background really is in customer loyalty programs and um, and then uh, heavy on on what we call coupons or more promotional ads with merchants. Okay. I, I love to hear the the winding paths that people take to get where they are. And then I think it's so cool how the, the different parts that we piece together and then end up helping you with entrepreneurship. But I think, you know, you said the multiple hats that we must wear. You know, it's like when you think about what goes into building a business, it's, mm. you know, often I say three hats. I say marketing, your specialty area, and then business owner. Those are like the main three, but then you think about all that goes into those parts. I mean, it is like you are a wizard when you create a business from the ground up, I think. For sure. And, yeah. and I think you really get to appreciate when you look at other businesses too and how yeah. they grown and really trying to fit people in the right roles and there's so much to it but it's really good to learn that from a from a young age as well oh absolutely okay so i want to know when you decided to take the leap from corporate world into building your own business what did that look like for you how did how did that process go well my close friends have been nudging me to do it sooner rather than later and actually for me it wasn't until this year until right before covid Um, our company that I was working for was supposed to be sold and the deal fell through at the time. It actually sold now, which is great for them. But at the time, so there was a, uh, there was a little layoff and I was part of that. 
But wow. um, I kind of, you know, it's just one of those things where I was ready. I embraced it. Um, I hold no ill will for anything or anyone. And um, it was just the right time. So I've been using the last three months and really the last couple of years because it's been a lot of prep work leading up to that to go all in on my businesses. And um, so I was, I was kind of forced in. Uh-huh. But it was it was a good it, it was a good way of being um, forced into this type of career because I had been prepared. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. now I've been fortunate to be able to surround myself with some really bright young minds who are part of our team, and uh, we're we're trying to build something really special. So cool! I know I can't wait for us to talk about that. Okay, but I want to dig a little here because a lot of people listening, they're in that place of transition or potentially, you know, they have their their regular job and they're doing a side hustle and there's fear around taking the leap into going like, okay, I'm going all the way. And I think sometimes it's helpful when we have that push where it's not an option anymore. But it's also really helpful when we do have the time for the transitional plan. And it sounds like you a little bit of both happened. Like you got pushed into it a little earlier, but you had a transitional plan and you started planting seeds. What did that look like for you? Just to you know, give some tips to listeners who are in that space. Sure. So when I started the podcast uh, three years ago now, my plan, I, I gave myself a three-year plan. So I, I wanted to give myself enough time, but I knew I had to still work really hard at the podcast in order to build an audience and a business so that when that three-year mark came up, I was ready. So little did I know I was, I was going to be forced into that about six months early. Okay. But the good news is I was ready. So I think when you look at a side hustle, uh, if you could take it as serious as you do your regular job, mm-hmm. and it's hard to do because you're going to spend a lot of time doing it. But if you can make that commitment, then it's very seamless. And I believe there's, um, you know, if, if, you, if it comes from a good place, if it comes from the heart and good intentions, and you're keeping and you're being very professional about your job, and very professional about your side hustle, then they can coexist. And, mm-hmm. and you could find enjoyment in both. So it's mm-hmm. not a bad thing that people can, you know, do this. Because look, we, we have families, we have kids, we have bills, and you have to be realistic before you make a, you know, a, a significant move like this. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, something you said in there is that it's that you've got to almost treat both of them like jobs. And the hard part of building the entrepreneur you know, whatever business or career you're building for yourself into the future is that it's the, you know, that pleasure pain principle where you're like, oh, I've got to be willing to sit in this not instant gratification, not a lot of reward up front to have the long-term gain of then when you build your own business, you have, you know, freedom, flexibility, impact, as much income as you want to create, those kind of things. But it's when you're in those the beginning stages, especially in those first three years when you're like, Oh, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if it's going to fly. I've got to believe in myself. I've got to put extra time in when I'm not even getting paid. And you know, it's a lot. It is. And it, and it can be very lonely. I mean, there's, yeah. believe me, you know, and you hear, you hear the stories of the people who've made it huge and, and they talk about the loneliness. It is. I mean, yeah. when, when you're, you know, the, the whole thing with Brian Rose's course was to produce an episode every week. Mm-hmm. That is the key in podcasting. And you know, cause you do it. Yeah. But I'll tell you, 68 people were in the course that I took. I would bet there's less than five that are still producing the podcast, you know, three yes. years later. And even maybe three that do it every single week. So 
it is a commitment. It's a huge commitment. But if you could do it and you're really it's like anything, if you're passionate about it, you just, you know, you find a way and, and you get it done. Yes. Okay. Everyone listening that right, what you just said is such gold. And I see this all the time too. It's like when I've gone to personal growth and development workshops and you know, I was at one, there was, I don't know, maybe a, between a thousand and 1500 people there. And the person asked like who here says their goals every day. And it was like three people, myself included, stood up and said that, that they did that. And it's the same thing in business. The people who succeed, it's because they stay in the game, right? They persevere. They're consistent. They yeah. treat it like a business. They care about it. And, the, and you know, I always think of that saying, when you know your why, the hows take care of themselves. So yes. you know the why, which is like, okay, for you, you had this three-year plan where you go like, I'm going to create a successful podcast and I'm going to stick to it for three years. I'm going to show up every day. I'm going to release an episode every week, which is no small feat. And then here you are getting to be your own business owner. You know, yeah. it's like, but it's that perseverance piece that's so powerful. Totally. And, you know, one, I, I had the opportunity to interview Ed Milet. And one of the things he says, which really connected with me, is that most people will start something. And, you know, if you, if you think about an idea as a football field, right? So you may get to the 20-yard line and then give up. Others may go to the 50-yard line and give up. Others may go all the way to the one-yard line and give up. Yeah. If you just gave it a little bit more time and effort to get into that end zone, that's where you make it. Yeah. So it's in those pain points of between, you know, the one end zone to the other that, you know, you have to grind it out. And, and if you could just persevere, and I've only seen a small taste of this. So when guys like Ed Milet tell you, this is what happens, this is reality. I think you really have to take that serious and Again, I, I mean, I don't want to preach about it. It's just something that I'm trying to do and live by. Yeah, yeah. And if others have done it and have found success, then I certainly want to give it a try. Absolutely. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's a powerful mindset to go. I, I've had this conversation so many times in the last few days. It's, I love that it's coming up here. It's that it's the perseverance and the patience. Like you got to have the patience. Don't, don't quit right before it gets awesome. And I agree with you. Most people do, you know, it's, 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 I, entrepreneurship is not for people who are victim minded <laughs> or right. unwilling to offset the pleasure in the moment. You right. know? So it's like, you, you gotta be willing to go like, I see the long-term vision and I'm holding on for the future. So with that, let's talk about, you know, I, I love how many different things that you're doing to create a business that's really successful or multiple businesses that are really successful. So first let's talk about the power of podcasting because you know, you've got your podcast, I've got mine. Awesome. And then books and online courses. So let's start with podcasting sure. for you. What kind of opportunities has it opened and how do you see it as a way to get ahead in business? Game changer. I mean, literal game changer. But podcasts opens your world up and, and look, think whatever, I don't care what business you're in, whatever business you're in, you're trying to connect with certain people. Right. And, and one way to connect with those people strategically is to invite them onto your podcast. I mean, it's just like a no brainer. Yeah. So to answer your question, it has changed everything. I have interviewed heroes. I have interviewed people that I never, ever. I mean, I was listening to Ed Milet for two years before I had the chance to interview him. He invited me to his home in Laguna Beach, California. I brought my son 
I brought the set and there we are in Ed's living room on the ocean interviewing him. I mean, it's just yeah. that type of reality is possible. Number one, if you, if you put in the work, yeah. if you believe it, but then what happens after you release that episode? Then people start contacting you. How, how did you interview this guy? Do you want to interview me? Do you want to interview this person? So it's a whole domino effect once yeah. you you know start. But it's like anything. You have to have the confidence to do it. Um, put in the work. It is a game changer. I would say anyone who wants to get ahead in whatever industry you're in, start a podcast. I could not agree more. <laughs> I mean, it's been, I, I, I had such an inspiration to do a podcast because it's what really got me out of my stuck places. Because at the time when I was on food stamps, that was what I turned to, to help me because it was free. You know, it was like, what am I going to do free and on learning on the go? Because I was super busy in grad school, three kids, single mom, you know, it was like, I didn't have a lot of extra time, but I could listen to podcasts while I was cleaning the dishes, while I was doing the laundry, while I was riding my bike to school, while I was carpooling my kids, you know, yeah. and, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have a podcast someday, you know, and it was, so and it was a scary leap, but now it's, I agree, people, the podcast community is so awesome. It's the coolest people. And, you know, it's so easy to say to someone, you know, if I called, you know, Jarek Robbins and said, hey, have a cup of coffee with me on Zoom, he'd be like, no, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't have time for that. But if I say, hey, come and share your wealth of knowledge yes. with my audience, he's like, absolutely. And so it opens so many doors. And so really powerful for those of you listening, if you're on the fence, start a podcast. Really, literally, I actually want to do a one day workshop of like, you can start a podcast in a day. Wouldn't it be like yours in terms of like it, it, the, the simple parts. I think people can overthink it and that it's that it causes them to hesitate and not get started. And uh, there was a coach that I partnered with and we started a, a podcast together and um, we, we like co-hosted it and we, he was have the mindset like, let's get it going in two hours flat. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> awesome. Great. And it taught me how to just not overthink it, you know? True. So, and I think people can get stuck in that. And, and I think with what you're doing, it's like, take it seriously, treat it like a business, be consistent and, and you can open the door to so many opportunities. Absolutely. So I'm curious for you, what would you say is the hard, what is it, it telling people who want to start? Like what's something really valuable that you've learned about podcasting that you would want to share with them? Uh, well, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm with you. Like, don't overthink it. Um, obviously, you, you should have a, a strategy, a plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, just I, I would say focus on something that you're really passionate about. So it may not necessarily be associated with your work. Like mine wasn't. Mine had nothing to do with my, my job that I had at the time. I wanted to tell people stories. So it was very generic. I want to, you know, help raise global consciousness. That's a pretty big thing to do. So, but that was my goal. So I think if you start there with your idea and then, you know, just start thinking about who your target audience is and try to niche it down as much as you can, because it actually becomes easier to find your audience, the more narrow your subject matter is. Mine's very wide. So it's actually harder to mm -hmm. find an audience when you're specific, you know, if it's about sports or if it's about yeah. education, you know, then it, it's, it's a lot easier to find your target audience. Yeah. I noticed that in mine too, because sometimes I'm like interviewing people about relationships and then sometimes about business strategy. And, but 
And I'd say that's that inspiration piece of like, I, that's what I want to learn about. So we're sharing it with, with my audience, you know, and I think that they like it, but I agree with you that I, on my board, I have written expand your freedom by narrowing your focus. Hmm. And I, I think that can be really helpful in, in strategizing podcasts. Yes. For I love people that. starting. Okay. Let's talk books because I know you wrote a book called the power of being rich, 10 essential steps to manifest what you already have. I want to hear more and I want you to share with listeners how writing a book is a way to expand your business. Yeah. So I'll, I'll back up real quick and tell you a story. So back in 2008, um, I had been following this writer, Jeffrey Gittimer. He wrote a book called the little red book of selling and it was all over the airports and Barnes and Noble. And yeah. he wrote in the chamber of commerce uh, newsletters and the, he's very, very popular. So, um, I ended up going to one of his seminars because I was into sales at the time and just trying to learn the whole sales world and business development. So I went to a weekend seminar and he said something in that seminar that really struck me. And that was, if you want to get ahead, no matter what business you're in, almost like we just talked about with the podcast, if you want to get ahead, um, write a book. And I had always, like many people, I had always wanted to write a book. So back then, um, I wrote a book called The Power of Loyalty because I was in the loyalty business. Nice. And this was based off of going to that conference. This changed my whole world. Opportunities opened up because I wrote this book. Um, it was published by Entrepreneur Press, Entrepreneur Magazine. Nice. You know, and, and, it, and it was just wonderful. But in addition, what he said was, also try to write articles for your industry trade magazines because that'll help get the word out and you could put pieces of your articles into your book or vice versa. So I did that as well. And at the end of the article, you could plug your book. So it just kind of all worked together. This was before social media was popular and the internet and all that. So that was back 10 years ago. So fast forward 10 years, um, I wanted to write a book about something I was passionate about, which was, um, for lack of a better term, just manifesting things into reality. Um, I, I had been practicing that in my work and in my life, and, and, and now I wanted to pass that information on. So that's when I wrote this book, The Power of Being Rich. And don't let the, the title fool you because it really has nothing to do with, with money, uh, has everything to do with the riches within that we could bring forth to our world because we live in this reality that we make it what it is. You know, if we wanna let the news interfere with us and live in fear and all that kind of stuff, then that will happen. But if, if you don't wanna live like that, you can manifest the life that you want to live. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what that book is about. But, Again, sorry to, for the long-winded answer. Um, writing a book, again, changed my life. So if you, if you do the combination, you know, the one-two punch of having a podcast and writing a book, these become tools, you know, that you could use that open doors. And no one could ever take it away from you. And, uh, you know, I found that Amazon is so powerful today. You could get so much done very quick. And uh, like the podcast, you don't have to overthink it. Everyone has a book, at least one book in them. Absolutely. Let's share with listeners how, what was the process like for you of deciding how to outline the book and strategize? How long did it take for you to write your first book? 
First book, it took a good six months. Okay. I'd say. Uh, but again, I was very disciplined at the time, had a good outline and all that kind of thing. Um, then I have to tell you, um, and I, I don't talk about this much yet because it's still not done, but I've been working on a novel for the last eight years. Um, that has been a process. Such a different style of writing. Different style of writing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, really close to getting that done. Nice. And so that's a whole different thing. But I put myself to the test with this book and I wrote this book in less than a month. So if, as long as you're organized and disciplined, and again, it's something I'll get up early in the morning and write for a couple of hours before the day starts. Yeah. You can get into that mode. And we actually teach a course. We teach a course to help people write their first book in 90 days. And it's I proven. See. And we have people that have been through it and have succeeded. Um, once you have that formula, it's, it's um, something that anyone could do. That's awesome. Okay. So you all, everyone, I will put that in the show notes, link to the book, link to the formula. So it's a 90 day process to go from nothing to published 90 days. Yep. Start to, awesome. it, again, it, you, you have to, you have to follow the process and yeah. the process isn't that hard. It's once we show you how to do it, that the assignment is to write one to two pages a day. Isn't that incredible? One to two pages a day. Yep. Just but, small steps. But, yes. If you think about it, it's like, it's like going to the gym. It's like anything, dieting, whatever. If yeah. you put in the time and you do the work, but most people can't get, I don't want to generalize, but, uh, um, I guess a majority of the people that try to do this stuff, especially on their own, have a hard time. Yeah. The other thing about our, our, our program is that it's a group setting. So you're mm -hmm. kind of, you're, you're holding yourself accountable, not only to yourself, but to the group. Cause we meet on a weekly zoom call on Sundays and we say, okay, Amanda, Dr. Amanda, how did you do this week? Nice. Well, I had, I was really busy this week and I, you know, couldn't get that done or I did awesome. I was getting up every day and I wrote, four pages a day, you know, I have, yeah. I have 38 pages this week. I love so it. it's great to have that team environment where people are all, you know, going toward the same goal at the same time. That's so great. I keep that. It's awesome. And your book is on your platform, right? For online courses. Is that correct? For, yes. on, on Innovate University? It okay. is. Okay. So let's, yes. let's talk about that. I mean, I could pick your brain for a long time. I, cause it's so, <laughs> I love it because it's so my system. I've been in business full time since 2019 and I started my podcast mid 2019. So I've been, I'm about a year in. And then right now, um, July 1st is my starting of writing a book. <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, so it's, it's awesome to hear these things. Like as, you know, as business develops and you get stabilized where you go, like, you know, for me first, I was like, I got to take care of eating. So I've got to have that income. And then on the side, building all these things that I want to build as in my expert platform to keep getting information out there. And, and I, the book piece is so powerful because I go, people ask me a lot, do you have a book? I'm like, well, I wrote a book for my dissertation, but it's not like a saleable book. And it's not something that's in alignment anymore with what I'm doing in coaching. So now I'm like, oh, I can't wait to be like, yep, here's my book. You yeah. know, it's, it's just such a powerful it, tool. It really is. And I'll tell you what, out of everything I've done in my life, I, you know, when, when you write that book, it's like, you know, it's like your baby. You've, you've yeah. put so much into it and it becomes yours. And it does, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. You don't, I don't do it for the sales. You don't, yeah. you know, I don't, of course, it's nice to get a, a royalty check at the end of the month. But if you do it for the right reasons, then 
it's really empowering and, and it, it becomes a tool. It becomes a door opener. Yeah. Um, and, and it becomes a part of who you are. And, and, and I know, you know, even for you, I bet you, you'll start with one and then you can't wait to get to the oh, next. Oh yeah. I have so I'll have all these ideas. Mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the 90 day course, do you end up teaching people how to self publish? Is that the system? We do. Okay. Yeah, yes, we which have is a, so incredibly easy these days. Yeah. I mean, like, it's unbelievable. It is. And you know what? It doesn't have the same stigma that it did in the past. No. Um, but one of the things we've done as, a, as an organization is we created a publishing arm uh, called Inky Publishing, short for our, our company, Incubate Media. And we lend our insignia to our authors. So it, although it's self-published, it still has the publishing arm of cool. the company that they've worked with, you know, to, to write their book. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of That's the best awesome. of both worlds. But so it, 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 cool. it, you know, it's not that hard to do this. All the tools are there. Yeah. You just have to find them and, and use them to your advantage. Yeah. Uh, especially as an entrepreneur. You know, my daughter's a creative writer and she, uh, she's self-published three books and she always, she used to do NaNoWriMo, which is uh, November national. Oh, I'm going to forget the acronym. It's, it's writing a book in a month in November. I can't remember exactly what the okay. acronym stands for, but, and then she self-published, you know, it's like, so she has books self-published. So, you know, everyone listening, my daughter is a brilliant person. So, I, you know, I'm not saying like minimizing her, but she was a kid when she did this. It was a high school project to publish a book. She did it. I know that everyone out there has a book in them and they can do it. So with that included with your course, yeah, you'll be and on then, the way. Yeah. Think about this. Like we, the one thing we just started recently is helping people with their audiobook so yes. taking it from where it is and then you know either you could narrate it yourself or have a professional narrator read it and that it just becomes another yeah. medium um and look i mean the whole idea is we, we try to create multiple revenue streams so as we yeah. get older money's coming in from different sources so totally. just smart about this kind of thing then you know yeah. when you are ready to retire it'll be nice to have income from your audiobook, from your, you know, your online course that you may have done, your podcast or your your actual paperback book. Yeah, so great. Um I don't know this. Would you self-publish on uh, on Amazon? Do they give you an automatic into Audible? Is that where you would publish the audiobook? Yeah, so yes. Um as you can imagine there's a lot of different ways to do it, but yeah. Amazon uh, acquired a company, acquired Audible. So, so they own Audible mm -hmm. and it's, it's all connected, so to speak. Okay. You still have cool. to go through a little bit of a process. It, it'll import your paperback book uh -huh. into Audible for, for some of the information. Uh -huh. Then you could change it. You, know, you could change the description and things like that. And then you start importing the audio files. So they, like, they make it super simple. So amazing. And it, it's just a, yeah, it's an amazing process. Awesome. Okay. Let's talk online courses now. So that is on the plate for you big time because you, when did you launch Innovate University? In it, right after the first of the year. Okay. We, we launched, but we had been working on it, building the back end since last March. So okay. it, it was a good eight, nine months in the process before we actually launched the, the platform. Okay. So tell us about, I mean, let's talk about the power of online courses and then what, what you're bringing to the table with Innovate University. Sure. So I have to just back up a little bit to the London Real experience. So when I took that eight week course to become a podcaster, it was in this online environment like I've never seen before. 
So again, this is going back three years ago. So we were on live weekly Zoom calls. There was a, there was a portal where you would upload your, your, your work. Um, and then um, there was an accountability document that you would have to check off the tasks every single one you did. So it was like all this stuff happening at once. And it was new to me, but it was amazing. So by the time you, I went through the course and really excelled in it, I'm like, geez, I really love this. So then I took a second course at London Real called the Business Accelerator. That course was to show you how to monetize any business online. Um, and, and that was very beneficial. And after I took that course, I was invited to become an instructor within London Real. So I actually worked for them um, you know, very part-time. It was a couple hours a week. But I was a team leader teaching people how to start their own podcast or nice. accelerator. And I got to see the back end of how online courses work. And it just blew me away because once you have everything in sync, um, you know, it's a wonderful business. And it doesn't matter what business you're in, you can offer an online course to pass on your knowledge and wisdom to others so they could learn and benefit. Yeah. So I knew this is what I wanted to do. So I started my own um, course, like teaching people how to podcast. We call it Podcast Your Passion. And then started the, the book writing course. And then uh, I partnered up with um, a longtime family friend, uh, Andre Heichel, who actually went through my courses and we teamed up because he's a technical guy. So he helped figure out all the back end. And we started this company called Innovate University. And the idea with Innovate University is to compete with, say, a masterclass where we have multiple instructors from all across the board. But the difference between us and Masterclass, who does an incredible job, by the way, wonderful content, A-list instructors. I mean, it doesn't get any better than what they have. The difference is we have interaction. We have accountability. 99 point whatever percent of people that take online courses never complete them. We want people to complete their courses and we're gonna hold our students accountable because they're gonna pay handsomely for these courses. And we want them to have something at the end of the day that's beneficial to them in their career. So that being said, we were able to bring on some really great talent as instructors into our university and we're offer, offering courses, um, everything from learning how to write your own book that we do, uh, learning how to um, rebrand yourself. We, we are working with David Breyer, who has this book called Brand Intervention, and he's one of our instructors. If you want to learn how to brand your, your company, he's going to walk you through that. And uh, we have about 15 others that we've signed up, and we're right now in the process of onboarding all of these courses. So exciting. Okay. So like talk to people who are on the fence, maybe about an online course, feel overwhelmed by it or wonder if they have what it takes or even wonder if they have the right idea. Speak a little bit there because I, I so agree with you. I mean, I think it's the wave of the future. I think that there's so much incredible value in waking up in the morning with money in your account because while you were asleep you created this online course that you're sharing your knowledge with the world people are benefiting and learning while you make money in your sleep it's like to me a no-brainer um so you know just talk about that a little bit yeah it's um you know we earlier i said it's the one-two punch you know the podcast and the and writing a book 
Yeah. If you could add yeah. having your own online course, I mean, it's literally, you know, the trifecta, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's wonderful. So yes, online courses, if you could, there's so many different platforms. You have to do your homework because think about all the time you spend working to put together a course. If it's not marketed right, or you're not getting, and believe me, I, I, I've learned from mistakes. I did this and I wasn't able to sell it initially. Um, if you don't have the right partners in place or the, you know, the right engine behind you, it may not go anywhere. So all, doing all that work to build the course, record the videos, put the curriculum together, you need an audience. Mm -hmm. To me, that's the hardest part. And that's why yeah. I'm so happy that I teamed up with a bunch of Gen Zers who are brighter than bright, who have figured out all this click funnel thing and the email optimization and yeah. YouTube ads and Facebook ads and Instagram ads. I mean, there's so much that has to work together because it takes a big audience to get one person to buy typically. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's figuring all that out to bring people into a sales funnel, but you're right. Once it's optimized, it's, it's a wonderful thing because um, it could live on indefinitely and um, people could take your course. It doesn't matter where they're located in the world. And you could jump on a Zoom call to have a, you know, host a, a, a session where they're now not only learning from you through video, but now they're on with you face to face where they could ask questions and, and there's interaction. Yeah. And the other piece that we do, which is kind of our little secret, but I'll, I'll talk about it because it's important, is we form a community. Um, a Facebook community with our instructors, a private Facebook group. And that group is really important because over time, those people, just like I did with London Reel, will probably buy other products that you sell and business deals will happen within that group. And it, and it just yeah. becomes really intimate and, and a place for not only continual learning, but um, just, you know, community involvement. It's so true. It's so cool. I think about the, any of the workshops that I've done or online courses I've taken it, you end up in the Facebook group or you maybe go to a live event with that person. And then those have become my lifelong friends. And yes. It's such a cool platform. I mean, it is the, the wave of the future to me is just so ripe right now for doing what you love and really spreading the word. And I mean, it, it's just awesome. Like I'm super excited for you. Um, I want to ask, I always ask every guest, what are the top three max potential habits that got you where you are today? Uh, uh, I would say uh, consistency, um, transparency, mm -hmm. and lately, which I learned from David Meltzer, becoming a student of my calendar. So mm -hmm. really sticking to that. Like you have to, Again, not you. I don't want to preach. I have to plan every hour of my day in order to be as effective as I could be every single day. And it's hard to, or it's easy to sway out of that. Um, and, and this is hard to do, but I, I have everything planned out all day long. And of course, there's exceptions, but for the most part, it has changed everything to become a student of my calendar. 
Awesome. Such good ones. I, it's so true. If, if you, if you don't organize your day, chaos happens and, and it, people think it's the opposite. I think they feel like they lose a sense of freedom sometimes when they have like a block schedule, let's say, but really it gives you such a huge amount of freedom because you're clear, you're focused, you're targeted, you're directed. It's really, really, really a game changer. Yeah, and if I may, I would add one fourth um, yeah. thing here, and that is don't be afraid to ask for help. Oh. That's something that I didn't do most of my career, and I, I'm doing it now, and that in itself has, has opened a lot of doors. Because when you can put your ego aside and realize, geez, maybe I don't know how to do this. Let yeah. me ask for help. Yeah. Or hire someone to do a task that is taking too much time. And think about this. When you hire that person, you're not only helping yourself, you're helping them. So it's a, it's a win-win. Yeah, it's powerful. And I think, I mean, you're so right. I think often we get that idea like, oh, I can do it on, all on my own. I'm afraid to delegate because it's going to cost money, but delegation should actually make you money. And it frees you up to do the things that you really enjoy and love instead of trying to do it all yourself. So that's a, that's a powerful tip. <laughs> All right. I know, I know we're, we're about to wrap up. So I want everyone to know where they can find you. Um, give them the best places and these will all be in the show note links. Yeah, I would say the best place is LinkedIn. If as far as connecting there, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. You could always reach out to me on email, which is Roger R O G E R at American TV. And I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. So you could search for American Real or American Real TV and you'll definitely find me. And, and I'm very accessible. And that's another thing I learned. Just making myself accessible has opened up a lot of doors and not being that person that hides behind their calendar when there's really yeah. nothing important going on. Take the phone calls, do the Zoom calls, you know, help someone out, be a mentor and, um, you know, that's, to me, it, it all works together. And, and that's what it's all about is we're here to help each other. Yeah. Win-wins all around. I mean, that's how we're, that's why we're here right now. We all re reached out to each other on LinkedIn and here we are. It's yes. awesome. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for all the tips. I mean, I think the trifecta that you're talking about, golden. I mean, that's like a multi-million dollar and massive multi-million person impact that you can make through those three things. 100%. So thank you. Thank you. I can't wait for people to find you and take your course or multiple courses. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here again for another week of the Max Potential Habits podcast. I know you got a lot of gold and we downloaded a ton of really big, valuable tips and tools for you with practical, actionable things you can do. Start a podcast. Start writing your book one or two pages a day. Like, that's amazing and think about how to map out an online course and be sure to go to American Real and find Roger, access his courses. And until next time, I hope that you have a max potential week where you thrive and feel alive. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. 
For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free eBooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus links to NFA Coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.